Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Happy holidays to everyone. We're on our last show of 2023, just letting you know that we're going to take a break the next two weeks since it's the holiday period, and I'll be back the 1st of January, starting my 34th year on radio, which is uh, blowing my mind. I've been around that long, but in our 33rd year today, and love doing this show every week. You know, we talk about mindsets, attitudes, sportsmanship, relationships, the mental side of sports, how you focus under pressure, what does stress do to you when you're playing, the coach-athlete relationship, talk about how to win, how to lose, positively in a confident way. You know, I'm the author of a book, co-author of a book, Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And, you know, I've been the, had the privilege to work with so many athletes throughout my career. In the 43 years I've been working as a sports psychologist, I've been the Olympic team psychologist with the cycling team back in the 80s, KU's first sports psychologist. I've worked at the Kansas City Comets, the Royals, currently the sports psychologist for the Kansas City Current of the NWSL. And, you know, I, I do this show because we talk about mindsets, we talk about relationships, we talk about sports. What does sports do for us positively and or negatively? And, you know, throughout my career, I've had the privilege to know so many people, um, so many great people, some not so great, but most of them pretty good. And uh, one of the, the great people decided to uh, get up this morning early and join me in the studio. His name is Calvin Thompson. If you're a Kansas basketball fan, you know who Calvin is. He holds the Big 8 record. They always have this record, Calvin, because there's no more Big 8. The Big 8 record for 33 free throws in a row back when I knew him in 19. That was 83-84, right? Correct. Calvin played in the Final Four in 86 under Coach Brown. And uh, we've stayed in touch over the years, and he's a very proud graduate of Wyandotte High School. And he ran into me last week. I, I had the privilege to go up to the KUMU game, which is a fun game to see. If you're a Kansas fan, Missouri fan, maybe not so much, but nonetheless, it's a great game. And uh, Calvin's in the studio today to talk about a, a project for his high school, Wyandotte High School, celebrating 20 championships. So let's talk about it. Calvin. First of all, thanks for getting in here, my friend. I know it's early. Now you had to get up. I do this every week, so you know you can get up once in a while. Get up, but get up. I know you don't listen to me that much on the radio anymore because you heard me too much over the years. Well, no, I appreciate you having me here, Doc. But um, I, I probably would have been better off staying up instead of trying to get some sleep last <laughs> night. So, um, yes, I, I'm very excited about this project that um, what we have going here. Why not basketball? Twenty and counting, um, celebrating and honoring the players and coaches from 20 years obviously the first four years of 23 30 33 and 41 aren't here but i'm uh, starting with the 57 teams we will have some live presentation at, at the um, dinner and and it simply started out as a dinner just to bring the guys back to to help show the current players and coaches up at Wyandotte now how prideful they should be of putting that uniform on and it's taking a turn for the better um, as we'll get into a little later on but I'm excited to to be able to bring all the alumni back together. For so this. what brought this on? How did this get going? Because this is a big project obviously and trying to bring players back for many many years to get together. Yeah I mean the last few years I've been trying to get back and get more involved in Wyandotte County um, hanging out with the Monarchs over there and the Legends Field and, and visiting with the mayor and whatnot and like I said uh, um, 
my high school principal, Tom Rome, passed um, September 7th. So I spent a lot of time up at the school um, prior to that and taking him around um, because we knew his days were numbered. We didn't know when, as we, we never do. But um, just, you know, reaching out to the mayor and the superintendent, and they're opening up their doors, uh, Memorial Hall, to let me have his memorial service there. So i walking around the halls of Wyandotte, and I'm like, hey, we, we need to bring the pride back. And it simply came about um, Ebony Halliburton, assistant coach at K-State basketball, was visiting with uh, my now assistant, Dave Hayden. And he was like, you know, um, he really would like to do something for Wyandotte if he could only get in touch with Calvin Thompson. And she looked at him and she said, Pony? And That's your nickname. My nickname is Pony. And, and she said, um, I have him on speed now. She, and he's like, get out of here. So she connected the two of us. And I was like, wow, what a perfect match. Um, I've already been working on putting some history together, to um, connecting the dots, if you may, um, for Wyandotte. So let's visit. So we met and he told me what he – he wanted to do and I told him what I had been working on and we like let's let's start off with the dinner and we did that and we set up a dinner um, to be held January 13th at, at the cafeteria at Wyandotte High School and what we're doing is um, creating 20 documents to be hung on the wall they're going to be mounted as soon as you enter the gymnasium they'll start displaying the signs of the 20 state championships dating back to 1923. And so we got permission from the superintendent, the principal of the school, and everybody, the head custodian. We went up there and showed them what we wanted, everything mounted. And then a good friend of mine, Josh Wade, most of you guys know from documentaries, 30 for 30 and this and that. And he said, Calvin, get your daughter on a Zoom call. And so my daughter, Taylor, she's a film major at KU, a senior major she I'm proud papa she did a, most of the uh, Patrick Mahomes Travis Kelsey Jake from State Farm commercials this summer and excited about the two that's going to debut on uh, do you have a Mahato uh jersey <laughs> that, that she said that was actually her favorite when they did it up at um, Blue Valley West High School so she said it's going to be a couple more new ones coming out on Christmas so I'm looking forward to seeing those so l- let me interrupt you for a second this is a great idea and, and a great uh, way to tribute your high school. Did some of this come from looking at those banners up in Allen Fieldhouse? Did any of that did that sort of trigger an idea in your mind? Because that's such an incredible place as you and I both know. It, um, the initial thought did not, but now as we will go deeper into what I'm doing, yes, we, we're going to, we know, we after this dinner is taking place, um, we talking about Josh Wade when he said, Calvin, why not basketball is huge? I was like, I know. He's like, no, you don't know how big this is. He said, why don't you look into turning it into a documentary? So now, excuse me, we, we've gone from a dinner to simply be recognized and honor the, the players and coaches to a full documentary. And now to get to your point about the banners in Allen Fieldhouse, why not? We just been surpassed as a top, school in the U.S. with the most state championships by the team in Dunbar um, in D.C. We talk about the banners. My principal gave me my high school jersey. I'm like, why are you giving me my jersey? He's like, because we never retired jerseys here, and yours should be retired. And I'm like, wow. 
So I'm going to create a Hall of Fame, Wall of Fame. We're going to start retiring jerseys. And all this come about just by wanting to bring back pride and feeding the guys and introduce them to some of the players that's won the previous championships. So let me ask you. You know, I, you and I have known each other for 40 years. I was KU's first sports psychologist and had the privilege to work with the basketball team a couple of years. And, you know, saw you make 33 free throws in a row. Like, was it always will be a Big 8 record because there's no more Big 8. But uh, nonetheless, a heck of a record as it was. Um, basketball has been your life. I mean, your, your, your father passed away watching you play at Allen. My first um, college game. Yeah, your very first college game, which just tragically happened and, Nonetheless, you you survived it and went through it, and you know you see other players now, like KJ Adams' mom just passed away. You, I, I don't know if you've been in touch with him or not, but just just the sport of any sport, let alone the sport of basketball, involves so much camaraderie, so much teamwork, so much together. You you guys have to trust each other and work together. So the teams you played on, not just in high school but collegially, and then after. Um, you, you maintain relationships with a lot of those people, don't you? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I was, wow. If you think back to my freshman year, we, we're we visiting with Wyandotte High School alumni yesterday, and Kerry Boagney's name come up. I hit speed down. Now he's in the conversation. So, I mean, we, we touch base weekly with the guys that we played with, even the guys that transferred after Coach Brown came in town. So, yes. Yeah, and, and the sport of basketball – um, and I've worked with basketball players, as you know, my whole career. Um, obviously, I'm a lot shorter than pretty much everybody work with. Um, but it, 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 the trust level has to be there on the court, and that transfers to off the court as well, right? So you maintain these relationships with these guys long after you play. Yeah, I tell people all the time there's nothing like the relationships that are formed through sports. I am good friends with Derek Chivas, just – Obviously, with the KU-Missouri game, you know, we've been on the phone a lot lately. Um, Lynn Hardy's just had a birthday the other day. We're wishing him happy birthday. Percy Eddy from K-State. Mitch Richmond, Rock, um, although he was after me, we, we formed a relationship during the pro days. Um, it, Matt Clark, I talked to him weekly down in Oklahoma City. Um, you know, the guys from Oklahoma, I mean, it's nothing like the relationships that are formed in with your own teammates, you have to have that trust factor because, I mean, Turge could, he knew where I was going to be, or Cedric knew where I was going to be on the wing, or when they got in trouble, they would just throw it up, I would go get it. And so um, you, you have to be able to trust each other. So, well, similar to Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's yeah, I mean, I, I had the pros of sit on the bench that, that year watching everything pretty up close, and uh, you're right. And so this whole program you're putting on for Wyandotte, has a lot to do with with that, right? About just developing relationships, and what you've seen. Your high school has a tremendous amount of pride. The history there is incredible. Like you know, my high school, Shawnee Mission North, we won three state titles in football when I was there. Lost one game. I I just was with a friend of mine. I grew up with. Played on the teams last weekend, and we we talked about that. I didn't play football, but you know he did, and and just about the, you know how he's stayed in touch with so many people. So when you're on a a team. You, you develop these relationships. You have to have that trust level when you're out there on the court because if you don't, what happens? Well, you, you're not very good. <laughs> you know, you, you're the KU football team in the early 80s. You're, you're K-State basketball back at whenever. No, that was a joke. 
Um, you're not very good. There are, there are K-State people that listen to this program. So I, I know, nice. I know, I know. Uh, I'm just teasing. Um, it can get worse for Missouri, but... Uh, no, but but seriously, you're, you're the program about Wyandotte High School that you're putting on here, twenty national cha- or twenty state championships, and you said you, you've just been surpassed by one one school back in Washington D.C. The coach Walt Schublin. Let's talk about him. Yeah, and a lot of people think I play for Coach Schublin. I am not that old. <laughs> I play for Coach Springs and Coach Szaplinski. So Coach Schublin really got Wyandotte on the map. With history, I mean, he ran off, you know, five in a row, seven in a row, ten in a row. So he's responsible for a great deal of this history. Um, a lot of guys that play for him with, you know, with Lucius Allen back in the day and, and then following in his footsteps was we're connecting the dots again. Donald Upson, he was my elementary school principal and my junior high principal. I never knew he had went to Wyandotte. So they were looking for a coach. He was a principal. He ended up coaching for a year, winning in 1970 before Shaplinski took over. And um, But Shublom is legendary. He's the one that helped to put Wyandotte on the map. And then um, Coach Stewart over at Missouri, which I just recently found out, had taken him in to coach the freshman team over there. And um, so he left Wyandotte, went over to the collegiate ranks for a while before coming back here to KCK. My guest today is Calvin Thompson, you know, Kansas University basketball great player, and he's putting on a program called Wyandotte Basketball 20 and Counting Foundation. It's a program to honor Wyandotte High School in the 20 championship state championships they've had. If you'd like to give us a call, touch base with us. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. And we're going to talk a little bit about basketball, about teamwork in our next segment. And I want to, you know, one of the things, Calvin, I want to get into, you you played in the Final Four, you played professional, you've, you've played, you know, been through all of it. You've been through some good coaches, some great coaches, some bad coaches. I want to, I want to talk about the mental side on our next segment before we get more in, into your program and just why, you know, you, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but they want the stronger model to come out on top. What is, what is a stronger mind? So we're going to go to our commercial break now, come back. And we'll get into these these discussions. And my guest, as I said, is Calvin Thompson, Wyandotte High School, Kansas basketball great. He's putting on a program called Wyandotte Basketball 20 and County. I'd love to hear from you if you have a question or comment for us. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Happy holidays to you. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And as I uh, said, this will be our last show of 2023. We're going to take a two-week break with the holidays and start my 34th year of radio at the beginning of January next year. And today I'm privileged to have as my guest Calvin Thompson, Kansas University basketball great, who uh, got to know me back in 1983 when I was case for sports psychologist, I had the privilege to work with the basketball team and spent a lot of time working on the mental side of sports. Calvin, you remember when I did my visualization exercise? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, you know, that was one of the first times I did that with the team. And uh, it, for people who don't know, you know, visualization in sports has become very popular now. But back when I was doing this, most people hadn't heard of it before. And, you know, I talk about visual, you know, Physically and mentally relaxing yourself, getting yourself in the right frame of mind. I have an exercise 
where you go through a breathing exercise and a muscle tightening, listening exercise and a confidence building section. Why don't you tell everybody about how we got started with that? Because I know everybody was like, what is this? You know? Well, I mean, we, we talk about beginning with the end in mind. And so you have to visualize hitting the winning jump shot, hitting the winning free throw or, or winning the championship or, or being a part of a team. You have to see something before it happens. And you hear so many great players talk about they've been here before, they've seen it before, and it's a mind game. And, and, and if you're not mentally strong, then, then, like I said, a lot of times you're going to lose. And, and I tell when I have my youth program and the, the players that I've played with, um, you, you have to have that edge because you're going to run up against someone who's just as big as you are, stronger as you are, faster than you. So you've got to have the edge and you have to beat them above the neck, and meaning you have to use your head. You have to have that mind game, that mental aspect of the game. So – you know, when I when I work with the team, it's, it, most of you guys had, had no clue what I was there to do. Um, and then we started getting involved with visualizing and working on that. How did how did that help you? How did that benefit you? It 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 helped because it <clears throat> excuse me it, it, by us laying on the floor, visualizing we're on a beach or doing somewhere else or somewhere just to relax to to get our minds right. And you guys did that in the locker room in the in the bathroom on the shower exactly. on the floor in the shower. Exactly because it, it it wasn't what it is today, <laughs> and that's all we had. So, but but it worked for us. I mean, after we got past the little silliness of closing our eyes and you know guys doing what guys do and the you know it it started to work. We start seeing actions and, and, and reactions from making free throws, consecutive free throws in a row. Like I, I was just telling you guys about my poor free throw shooting in high school, and I needed you at that time. I needed that summer. I, I started shooting jump shots because I was a good jump shooter, but I was a poor free throw shooter. So I would back up a little further from the free throw line and shoot jump shots. But for me to close my eyes and visualize me making a game winner or to tie it up or, or whatever the case may be, it helped us to see, it helped us to focus, and then we started adding it to other aspects of our game. You know, when I first started working in 1981, basically no one had heard of sports psychology, and so I had the, the I got hired by the KU track coaches, Bob Timmons and Carla Coffee, $5 a day in, in uh, December of 81. It was my first full-time wow. job. And, uh, you know, one day a week, and we ended up winning the Big 8 indoor and outdoor titles. Double my salary to 10 bucks a day, plus lunch the next week. Plus next lunch, year. plus lunch. And then I was able to get hired to work with all the teams, which is when I met you. But Coach Brown was open to letting me be with the team. I had some great coaches, obviously, John Calipari, R.C. Buford, Bob Hill, Ed Manning, you know, Danny's dad. Um, all they, were, they were all open to, to letting me do my thing. And what what I found was, you know, yeah, at first you guys were like, oh, what is this? I don't know about it shrink talk to us but then you guys opened up and 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 accepted what we were doing and things worked we ended up winning the big eight that year and and um i think one of the things if you take them you know i always like to say you can have two athletes are physically the same but the one with a stronger mind will come out on top what is a stronger mind for you what do you see that being well you, you have to be a student of the game regardless of your sport you you have to know your history and part of what I'm doing with my project here is, is knowing your history. If you have to study your opponents, you have to study the game. You have to know when and why. And Kobe Bryant talked about it a lot. You know, up leading up to his passing, 
Um, he talked about the minor aspect of the game and, and to to knowing and knowing, you know, as soon as that ball leaves his hand, it's it's mine because you can't go down and come up at the same time. So it was timing it and timing it and watching people and, and see their habits. And so you, you have to be able to outsmart them. You know, one of the questions I always ask all my clients in the first couple of sessions, do you know what record Kobe Bryant broke two years before he retired? You know what it was? No. Most missed shots in the history of the NBA. Wow. And then he played two more years. So as a former professional basketball player yourself, a college star, what does that mean? What do you think that meant that he missed more shots than anybody? No. But, 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 you know, we'll probably always have that record. What, what did that mean to him up here in his head? He, he wanted that pressure, though. You have to know him. He is just like George Brother, any of the, the big-time hitters. They struck out the most. They, they wanted that pressure. He wanted the shot. He watched. He, guys are like, hey, why aren't you passing the ball? No, I'm not selfish. I watched his practice habits. I'm taking this shot. I'll trust me. And so that doesn't, I don't think it bothered him as much as it would most people because he was so he was the strongest outside of MJ. We're talking errors. I don't want to get into that who's the greatest because when you're talking about the greatest, it's Will Chamberlain. Right. Well, you got a bias there too, but I agree. Yeah, yeah. but but see, I think, I think when it comes to to that situation, I think he wasn't afraid to miss. No, there, not at all. There was no fear in his mindset when he played, because he went. For, I remember, 2009, I flew out to Los Angeles and I changed planes in Dallas. It was Game Seven of the NBA Finals between the Celtics and Lakers, and I watched most of the first half at the Dallas airport before I flew to L.A. And the Celtics were way up at halftime. Kobe scored, I think, four or six points in the first half. And I got to L.A., the pilot comes on, home of the NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers. I'm like, wow, they came back. Then I, the next day I listened to an interview with Kobe. And he talked about in the locker room, you know, he went in after Phil Jackson went through, you know, strategies and things. They had personal time. And he sat at his locker and he said, you know, I'm thinking, what? why am I missing? Is it stress? Am I trying too hard? No, I'm just missing. So what I need to do the second half. Be a better teammate, pass better, guard better, get more assists, and just keep shooting. And he scored twenty-seven points. They won. What's that saying to you about the mindset? Yeah, I mean, find another way to win. You you got to get your teammates involved, keep them happy, get them involved, and then your shots to come back. I mean, that's just like guys are go zero for seven, zero for eight. It's like he needs to get to the free throw line and get see something easy go in there. You have to want to keep shooting the ball. Failure. In sports, it happens no matter what. I mean, the greatest NCAA championship final individual performance was by Bill Walton, and I believe it was 72 or 73 missed one shot. Didn't make them all. No, they were undefeated, won the whole thing. But didn't make every, you didn't make every shot. So what do you say to young people? Because you see a lot of people, when they miss a shot, hang their head, get down in the dumps, and then, boom, they're done for the game. How do you, how do you coach a young person about failure, about losing, about missing, about messing up? Again, you gotta stay even kill. You 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 cannot. I tell them guys. I said I don't want to see a reaction whether you make or miss. You it should be the same. You shouldn't be able to tell if you're messing up or doing something bad or off kill. Um, don't drop your head. Don't don't put your because now you're telling yourself I'm a failure. I'm not as good. No. And what's excuse me? What's that saying to the people guarding you? Exactly, you're giving you giving them confidence as well. He's down. He's down. Let me keep him down. Don't get him up. Don't give him a chance to get his confidence back up. So, 
You, so what you miss? Keep, get back up. You got to have a short-term memory when you're playing sports because we're not perfect. You got to make a mistake. You got to strike out. You got to miss a layup. You, you're going to miss a free throw. So you, you have to keep it going. Shake it off and knock down the next one. You know, we've got some young guests in the studio listening today. One, one's a very good high school basketball player. What do, you, what do you say to high school kids who are playing sports about failure? Because it happens all the time. And then I want to get into the whole coaching aspect because you've played for a whole bunch of different coaches. How much do coaches have an effect on that in terms of dealing with failure? Because because one of the things I find with a lot of athletes that I have in my office who are in their mid-teens, when they come in that have a fear issue, a lot of it's because when they were younger, and in fact, I had somebody who was five the other day, five, had a coach yelled at him because he missed. And now he's afraid to shoot. He's a basketball player because that memory of his coach when he's five yelling at him. So what do you say? What do you say about that? You, you recall back when 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 I first started my youth program, hoop service, helping out other people. The parents would come to me. Um, Can you form a team during the winter? I was like, it's basketball season. My kids don't want to play for their school team. It was so many of these coaches that were running these kids away. And nowadays, you hear about, oh, he's a player's coach. Oh, he's a player's coach. Everybody wants to go play for him. The better coaches are giving these kids confidence. You have to put your arms So what? You missed a shot. You have to keep going. I've seen you take that shot thousands of times. I trust you. I believe in you. So if I'm giving them the confidence to miss, they're going to go up there and knock it down for me. And I tell the guys, who wants to start? Everybody raise their hand. I said, I'm not really interested in starters. I'm interested in those five that I can trust on the floor that's going to finish the game. So... But the kids have to continue. Let your coach see you working so they can trust you at the end of the game. My guest today is Calvin Thompson, former Kansas basketball great. He's got a program called the Wyandotte Basketball 20 and Counting Foundation. We're going to talk about that after our breaker, but I want to continue getting into our discussion right now, Calvin, about the mental aspect of sports because you obviously learned a lot lot throughout your career about that. When you fail, when you miss – when you lose, how do you come back from that? What's the, what's the best way to overcome that? Yeah, you know, you, you, you have to shake it off and, you know, learn this from you. I, I close my eyes and, and visualize. And it, it doesn't take five, ten minutes. It can be two seconds. You, you have to shake it off. you got to bounce back. I've been here before. I've done this in the background, in the backyard. I've done this on the playgrounds. So I have to believe in myself. If the coaches didn't believe in me, I wouldn't be out here. So you you have to shake it off. you you got to get back to the fundamentals. Take a break. Take a break on on shooting. Take a break on doing something that you're used to doing and and pass pass the ball. Get your teammates involved and just give you a little break. Stay down on the defensive end of the court instead of going down to get yourself together. Take time at a free throw. So, my producer Cavell's got a question for you. Cavell, jump in. You want me to ask it now, or when we? Come yeah, back go go ahead. Time? Go ahead. Excuse me. I have a few, so let me let me put them together. Let me put it together, and then I'll okay do it this next break here. Okay, so we'll come back to that in a sec. Because he wanted to ask you something. Failure in sports is inevitable. Winning is not. Okay, you you played for a number of great coaches. Um, 
Coach Brown obviously ended up winning a national championship at KU. He won at UCLA. He was a great coach. Traveled a lot, went to a lot of places. What was it like to play under him? Because he was a controversial guy at the same time. A lot of people did You know, I, I loved being around there that year I was there. Right. No, coaches, we really had to learn tough love from Coach. Because when, when he come, when he had come to Kansas, it was a different breed. We was... Um, well, Ted Owens was before him. Coach, Coach Owens recruited me as a 14-year-old out of Eisenhower. Um, so I committed to go to, to KU as a 14-year-old before I went to high school. And then once I denied my commitment, once I got to high school because of my principal, he had asked me, he said, listen, if you're committing to KU, nobody's going to come watch your teammates play because they don't want to see you anymore because you're done. So he asked me to deny my commitment. Really? So I, I didn't opened, know that. I, a lot of people are finding that out. So I opened back up my commitment, my recruiting, so that my other teammates could get seen to go to college. Because he was explaining to me that there's no other way for the, their parents to send these kids to school. He taught me early on what it meant to be a teammate. But Coach Owens recruited me, so I'm forever Coach Owens' kid. But Coach Brown, I tell people today, despite our personal differences and he is the best X's and O's coach that I have ever been around. The, the absolute. Oh yeah. He, he, he knew it. He, he, I mean, he, he dreamt it. It was, he, a, it was yeah. hack a shack before hack a shack. I mean, we were down 13 with, with a little more than two minutes to go to Kentucky. He's like, I guarantee if you guys buy in, we'll come back and win this game. We end up losing by one, I think by just fouling and, getting possessions and doing I mean he knew how to draw that whenever there was a substitution he would go to thumbs up the thumbs up was a lot of play to me I mean he he could pick everybody they were up they didn't sleep a lot Calipari Coach Manning R.C. Buford I mean they don't realize how that that staff that year Bob Hill it was a great set so before we go to break I want to ask you this question Sitting on the bench, because I had that privilege to be on the bench with you guys. I think one of the greatest shots you ever made was against Oklahoma. Uh, you're in, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Unfortunately, the three-point line didn't exist back then. Yeah. But we were down to Oklahoma, and you came back at the buzzer and sank a, a long jumper, switched it, and we went to overtime, and then Wayman Tisdale and the boys took it to us. But but pressure, okay, Calvin, you, you were a pressure player. You and Ron Kellogg didn't mind shooting the ball when the pressure was on. Why? Why were you not afraid to, to do, be in that situation? Because a lot of people, a lot of young people are scared. They don't want to be in that situation. You thrived on it. Yeah, I, I talked about it prior. Ninth and Quindero in the backyard. You know, three, two, one, let it go. I've, I've been there. I've done it. You know, and it started in, in Colorado on the road. Last second shot, I hit a shot to win the game. And so... Towards the end of the game, if it was tied up or close, the coach would drop a play for me. Um, I remember at Iowa State, he drew up a play for for Greg Dryling, and, and we're down one, and he drove, and everybody go back on the courts like it's going to Calvin, <laughs> it's going to Calvin. So he has some choice words. To, I was like, it wasn't me, coach, that gave me the ball. So, but no, it was you. You have to want that moment. You have to want it, and so. Before we go to our break, here's the, here's the word that I want you to address, trust. What does the word trust mean in sports as you're an athlete? Uh, it tr- I mean, that, we talked about that as well. You have to be able to trust. If I watch you 
do it over and over again in practice. I'm going to trust you in the game. I'm going to tell my players. I'm going to put my arm around them to let them know it's coming to you. I, I've seen you do this a thousand times. I trust you. I believe in you. But but how do you trust yourself? I hear what you're saying about the coach trusting you. Mm-hmm. But how do you trust yourself to know, I'm um, you know I'm going for it, make it or miss it. I'm going for it. No, it, it's not a. I don't know if you want to say arrogance or whatever, but I've done it before. I, I believe in myself. I mean that's the, the Kobeism. He he he's trusting himself. I I want me. If if there, if we're gonna go down, it's gonna be because of my missed shot. But give me the ball. Two years ago, I had uh, Harrison Bucker and Tommy Townsend on a show, and uh, they talked about that topic, about trust. And uh, obviously, they're both doing really well, one of them especially well this year. And I think it's the trust with yourself, trust with, with the pro- trust the process, trust what you're going to do, and that's what you're talking about here. My guest today is Calvin Thompson, having a wonderful interview with him. You know him as a Kansas basketball great. We're going to talk about in our last segment, the Wyandotte Basketball 20 and Counting Foundation program that he's putting on to honor Wyandotte High School for their 20 national cha- or state, I keep saying national, na- should, should have been. Anyway, 20 state championships that they've had. Um, if you'd love to join us, question or comment, our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 to talk about the mental side of sports. And my guest today is Calvin Thompson, former University of Kansas basketball great. And he's coming to talk about – we've talked a little bit about the mental side of sports this last segment. Now we're going to finish up talking about the wind-up basketball 20 and counting foundation that he's got going. And So 20 years of state championships at Wyandotte High School, that's quite a record. Uh, I know winning that many state championships is not a common thing for any high school, especially today – with all things going on. And Cavell's going to jump in here and ask a question in a minute. But I want to ask this question. What What is it about a school and tradition that that gives something like this the opportunity to exist? I mean, today we have people transferring schools. You know, well, this school, this coach isn't good, so I'm going to transfer to another school. All those years, that didn't happen. Transferring didn't go on. Right. This, is almost, this is something that's going to be almost impossible to – happen again you're exactly right um i mean every nowadays we want the microwave effect the instant gratification they don't want to pay their dues and stay the course um they're not happy they're up and leaving and like you said it it didn't happen you you went where you're supposed to go i mean back in the the late 50s early 60s you got brothers in the same household one had to go to Sumner and one had to go to Wyandotte because they they went by their names and people didn't realize that first name, is, okay, A through N, go here, and the rest of them, that was unheard of. Um, the reason I chose KU, I wanted, I, all the thing I heard about in the fifth and sixth, seventh grade was a Jayhawk. What's a Jayhawk? Well, I want to be a part of that tradition. And you you got to want it. I, I talk about knowing your history. I wanted to be part of that Bulldog tradition, that Bulldog history, and I, I definitely wanted to be a Jayhawk. I mean, I was a Jayhawk from when I first saw, started seeing the commercials. Your your pride from your high school is, is, is obvious in, in listening to you talk. So the p- purpose of this foundation is what? What do you, what do you want to accomplish with this? 
we are simply trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, bring back the pride and still the pride in wearing that, that, that uniform, that Bulldog jersey. We um, want to, we're going to invite the, the current coaching staff and players to the dinner on the 13th so they can see and hear. The dinner January 13th. January 13th. Where's it at? At Wyandotte High School in the East Cafeteria. And anybody can come to that. Anybody's, anybody can come. And we, we're going, doing interviews now. 41 is going to be having us on. 4 is going to have us on. We're going to, I don't do a lot of social media, so hopefully my younger alumni can, can get the word out that way for me. But, um, it's going to be, it's open for everyone. It's not just Wyandotte High School. Yes, we're honoring and recognizing the Bulldogs. But it's Wyandotte County that we're trying to build back up. And, like, I, I just want to show them that, hey, if Calvin can come off ninth and Quindaro, you can too. You can do it. I mean, the doctor told me I would never walk again. Don't accept no. That was in the ninth grade. That's when I first got recruited from KU. When they, hey, you need to come up here. This kid's working out with a cask on, dunking with a cask on his leg. And that's when they first took notice of me. Don't accept no. You know, I went from not being able to walk again to playing nine years professionally. No, it wasn't all in the NBA, but it's nine years more than a lot of people. You know, to to go to KU and and to play, to start four straight years, to leave as the number four leading scorer in KU history, um, off of ninth and Quindaro, you can do it. Well, the the pride you're you're showing in your statement right here is obvious to me, and of course I know you. But I, I think that shows anybody can get anything if they want it, right? Cavell, you want to jump in here and ask something? Um, yeah. So I was going to ask. <clears throat> I was going to ask about the state, the state of the game, his opinion of the state of the game in general, as far as the college basketball game. But you kind of touched on it a little bit with the transfer portal because you know this year's draft was the first time in a long time where, yeah, team like teams were switching teams. Matter of fact, in the draft here, overseas and G League was the main players drafted. And do you think that has something to do with the college game today, or do you think that has something to do with just people having more options, or is it both? I I, I think it's both. And, you know, going back to, to when I played, and I wasn't a big fan of professional sports because I saw the political side in it. Yeah. The same thing with, with college. I I was always saying they should bring back the college rule, back in like when back when Wilt played, and allow freshmen to get to adapt to that college life, adapt to being away from home instead of throwing them in that limelight. Yes, you got some guys that can go be go straight out of high school, but the majority of us cannot. And I I had the chance to play in, in room with Bill Willoughby, one of the first guys to go from high school to college. He broke my heart on the road. And I'm getting a little sensitive. He would ask me to read the menu. They missed out on so much of growing up. Because he didn't know how to read. He couldn't read. He would always, well, dude, why are you always getting a special? And then one day in the in the hotel when we're waiting, on, he told me, "I can't read the menu." So everyone has a daily special. How, how did that hit you when he said that? Hard. I mean, you you see me now. I'm I'm tearing up. It, it it. I'm like, so I was always different. I'm like, we as freshmen need to be acclimated 
to big time. And the same thing with, with Pro Bowl. I mean, I don't like the transfer portal. Um, you commit to something, stay. If if your college coach gets fired or an unforeseen health or le- or issue, leaves. that's a little different. Don't leave just because you, you can't get off the bench. Get better. Practice harder. <laughs> Earn some more playing time. Don't just up and leave. Stick with it. And it's, it's not fair to these coaches. And, you know, uh, Dr. Annie talks about it a lot. I think a lot of it comes from parents because I used to coach basketball. And in my day of coaching basketball, it was a lot of if my son isn't the Kobe of this team or LeBron of this team, then we'll go here, 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 and here. So guys just get used to moving. They think that's what they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You hit the nail right on the head. And, and I would have a parent meeting before each season, and I'd say, listen, we have four roles. You are a player, a coach, a parent, or a ref. And you can only be one. And if a parent didn't show up for my parent meetings, they had no voice. Because you're not going to come here. It's a, it's a team game. And, and I am proud to say, out of the 23 years of my hoop service program, I believe in, that I was the only youth organization to have Everyone that graduated from my program that went through high school, that graduated, went to college. Not all of them played in college, but they all got an opportunity to go to college. We've got a few minutes left here, Calvin. Let me ask you a couple things. How am you know? Obviously, I talk about the mental side of sports. How important is that? How important is the psychological aspect of what you play? I mean, you can be. I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with a strong amount will come out on top. What's your opinion on that? No, I, I think it's very important, you, and, it, and it helps off the court as well. I mean, you you have to be prepared. You have to be able because it was a couple situations where I got three quick fouls in the first five minutes. Most coaches would pull you out. Coach would look at me. I look at him and let him know I'm okay. My head game is strong. I know how to play without getting back in trouble again. So he trusted in me to be strong enough to stay on the court. I mean, in K-State, there was no way I had four fouls in the first half. But I played the rest of the game. And so you have to be mentally strong. you got to be able to outthink your opponent. you got to be two steps ahead of them. I want to ask you three definitions. What's your definition of winning? Start. What's, what's that one mean? Wow. Well, I got to put some pressure on you here. No, yeah, that, that, that's pressure because it, and, and I don't know where you're going, but in my mind, winning winning is not always the final score to me. Winning is is not the final score. Winning is 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 trying. Winning is is believing, belonging. It's it's being a good teammate. It's being a good student. Winning is it's it's my motto from my youth program to my semi pro protein that I own, it's more than just a game. It's more than just a game. So, so it's effort. It's effort. Right. It, it, it's, it's all that, but it, it's not always the final score. Losing. Uh, and again, I tell my kids, I tell the parents, we don't lose. That, that's a mindset. We either win or we learn. Again, it's it's not about the final score. We we could we could beat somebody by thirty points, 
And in my mind, I, I'm ripping them. Coach Self is the same way. They can go in there and get ripped. Are we, Coach Brown? How many times did we have practice after a game? A- after winning a game at midnight. Tell me about it. so. I remember. It, it's not all about the score, winning or losing. But the Chiefs didn't really lose either. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> okay, last one. Confidence. Confidence. How you? Confidence. It's. It's, it's, it's that's that's the trust, and all that all comes together and, and brings the confidence. You got to have confidence to believe in yourself. If, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. All right, Calvin, let's wrap it up here. Tell us about the program. How can people get involved? How can they help? What can they do? Well, um, like you said, for now, for January January thirteenth, um, it's going to be the dinner up at Wyandotte High School, and, and we'll we're establishing a website. Uh, my website guy is coming off of vacation now, so he's actually going to get started on the twenty on Christmas Day. And the website will be twenty and counting as well. So everything is going to be easy to find. Um, like I said, it, it's more than just a game. We we want we're connecting the dots. We we got D Wallace, the the famous mother E T from Wyandotte High School. Ed Asner, Mary Tyler Moore show from Wyandotte High School. I mean, it, it's more than just Athletes. It's more, it's than, more than just the basketball team. It's about the high school it's, and the, the a, tradition a, that exists the history. There. Know your history. So um, we, we're going to be out there. We, we, we're going to be on the stations getting interviewed. We're going to be doing the live interviews for the documentaries going to be taking place um, within over within the next year. Um, it'll take a while to do the editing and all that. But um, my phone number has never changed. It's 816-536-HOOP. That's four six six seven. Well, uh, okay. Hoop. Help one question. Out. One question. Yeah. Why do you Why do you have a Missouri area code, not a Kansas area code, in your phone number? <laughs> um, that's because of the service. Okay, I'm just giving you trouble. Listen, right. my friend Calvin Thompson has been my guest today. It's been a great, great interview. Uh, you know, my friend, it's always great seeing you. You coached my son Jonathan and helped him out a lot. It's great seeing. I want whatever I can do to help you out with this program. I'll do it. I you know appreciate that. it. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoy the show. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You always can reach me at 816-561-5556. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Listen, I hope everybody has a great holiday season. We'll be back after the first of the year, starting up my 34th year on radio. Looking forward to doing that. Looking forward to a great, great season. And uh, hopefully have some Chiefs. Chiefs alumni players on as we get started next year as we get to the playoffs. Anyway, have a great off season, have a great holiday, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk to you beginning of January. Stay safe.